Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 210 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast a natural disaster relief program, and tips for retailers by Heart on Main Street. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. So today's podcast episode is an interview with Patrick Kaiser. He's the founder of Heart on Main Street. It's a nonprofit organization that supports retail store owners. And of course, when I say retail store owners, I mean independent retail store owners. In this episode, you'll learn how I met Patrick and a little bit about his background story, in particular, why he's so passionate about small business retailers and communities in general. But before we get started on this episode, I want to stress the importance of being protected. Patrick founded Hard on Main Street in 2022, so it's fairly new, but he already has a lot of experience with retailers who have suffered major losses through natural disasters. And we'll talk about one in particular during this episode, who I also got to meet. Her name is Anita. In this episode, Patrick talks about a few things that you can do to ensure that you're protected. Patrick also shares other ways that Hard on Main Street is supporting indie retailers, and I really wanted him to talk about that too because he's doing a lot, and I genuinely appreciate the effort he's putting into all of this. If you find this podcast episode helpful, please share it with a retail business friend or your local retail group, Chamber of Commerce, another small business group, especially if they have brick-and-mortar businesses because, unfortunately, Natural disasters are something all brick and mortar businesses should be prepared for. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything that we mention, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 210. That's SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 210. Here's my interview with Patrick Kaiser of Hard on Main Street. Hi, Patrick. Thank you so much for being here with me today. We met at the Coastal Connections Conference. I think we connected on social media before, but we actually met in person at the Coastal Connection Conference. And I knew I wanted to have you on because I was part of a panel and there was a really important conversation, which we're going to dig into as soon as we get into this episode. But before I do that, I really want you to introduce yourself to the Savvy Shopkeeper audience. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. And then I am curious, I saved this instead of asking you at the beginning when we first started our conversation. Tell me how you ended up in this world of retail. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for for having me on. I'm a listener to the podcast, so it's you know incredible to be able to to be on and, and uh, be part of the Savvy Shopkeeper community. But uh, yeah, I'm Patrick Kaiser. I'm the uh, executive director of a nonprofit organization called Heart on Main Street, uh, which is really dedicated to helping out independent retailers and making sure that they're sustainable, successful in their communities. Uh, we try to provide education, resources, and tools for retailers to help them reinvest back into their business and uh, so they can accomplish their goals and uh, refine their business and really grow within their community and, and be thriving. 
um, how I got into the world of retail. Um, I really kind of grew up in showrooms, uh, the wholesale side. So a family member worked in in, in on the wholesale side. So my Geez, my winter and summer jobs from when I was probably 15 years old was uh, going in and painting showrooms and setting them up and uh, working the shows when they started. And really, that's a a part of how I started into my world of into retail and working working with retailers. I then went on uh, to college. I became a teacher for uh, about six years, and really, I had a, a large focus of wanting to help communities. I was working. Working in an underserved school, uh, wanting to see the the kids there grow up and become great parts of their community, and really trying to make an, an impact on, on the community there. I did leave education, and uh, when I was looking for a new job, the opportunity within a wholesale company opened up for for training and recruiting. So I was able to take that, and I've, I've loved it. I, you know, it afforded me more opportunity to have a life outside of work and good work life balance. But I was always really kind of looking for that opportunity of how do I, again, get to help my community? And how do I, again, get to make a difference out in the world that I was lacking from education? So I was kind of constantly searching for this and, you know, doing different opportunities with community service and uh, really wanting to give back in those ways. But then I had a conversation with a small business owner that really kind of changed everything for me. And it was one of these where like, everything just kind of clicks into place and you see things just so much clearer. And it's one where you don't think about things the same way anymore, where you, you're seeing the world differently afterward. And uh, so it, this conversation, it took place in mid to late 2021. Um, and if I'm sure your listeners remember that time period and they, this owner was just tired. They were exhausted. They've pivoted a dozen times in the last year and a half. And if you think back to that, it was just, you know, what is going to be the next thing? And how many times am I going to have to change how many people can come into my store and, and mask mandates and developing an online presence and developing social media and all of these different things. And they were just tired, tired, tired. And a, a little bit of a unique experience for for this owner was that they had bought a store that had been in place in the community for, I think, since the 1960s, a staple within the community, and it was named after the original owner. So he's coming into the store every day, and he's putting blood, sweat, and tears into it, and it's not his name on it. And he's remodeled and changed and, and redone the focus, and so it's not even the old owner's customers that are coming in. And and I was talking with him. He's like, I just want to blow the place up. I just want to redo everything. I need to rebrand. I need to change this. I just, I want to completely redo everything in here. New brand, new logo, new interior spacing. I want to modernize. I want to evolve. I want this to be my dream and not the old owner's dream that I'm just working for them. And so I started talking and I said, well, do you know people that do those things? Do you know people that do design and branding and logo and interior design and social media to help you find that new customer and, and all of those things? And kind of the long and short answer was, well, I have some friends that do it. You know, from a design, you know, I, I know some people that do tattoos and they, they could help me with design and logo. And I know an interior decorator that they could help me out. I could patchwork this thing together. 
and I again coming from the wholesale side, coming kind of from you know retail adjacent working. I know people that do all of those things. I know people that do interior design work and for independent retailers and that do uh, branding and logo and that do social media. And I know people that do a lot of these services for independent retailers. Why doesn't he? And where would be a place if it was a retailer looking to completely reinvent themselves or a brand new retailer? Where would they go in order to have these materials for them and to find someone, find different companies that could that could help them out. And that was kind of the start of Hard on Main Street, uh, was wanting to connect retailers to services, to resources, so that they can grow, they can evolve their business, they can change in this ever-changing retail economy, and they can you know go through that and, and really be successful and thriving. So that was kind of like the, our first real staple focus of Hard on Main Street. Uh, we've grown into other things. From there, we, we, that is kind of what we call our Friends of Main Street network of having re resources, different companies that retailers can find through our website uh, that they can, hardonmainstreet.org, uh, that they can find different uh, services, everything from financial planning and investment to visual merchandising and social media and marketing legal help, people that work with independent retailers, specifically with them, so they know their struggles, they know their challenges. And yeah, so from there, I also want to develop education for them and uh, financial support, kind of idea of a, uh, of a nonprofit being able to raise money to be able to give to those retailers to help them do those things. Yeah, I was just visiting your website and I saw a lot, but I just want to circle back because you covered a I lot. Talk, I talked a lot. I'm sorry. I I love. <laughs> I I'm passionate. I I love the story, and I just I it's something I'm I I want to want to grow and, and see success. So yeah, same. So I'm sure. I mean, that's why we connected at the Coastal Connections Conference, yeah, and I'm sure we could talk for days <laughs> about this, the two of us. Um, but I love that your worlds collided the education yeah. the community driven part of you the retail the history that you had in the retail world that they just all came to, together to form hard on main street i just think it's a beautiful story and i have such an appreciation for that i also want to acknowledge how you talked about that retailers are tired because i'm sure there were so <laughs> many people that are just listening right now and saying oh my gosh yes i'm exhausted I'm tired right that was 2021 i'm still tired yes. like i'm still you know two plus years later it's yeah it's still tired and still yeah of that absolutely so yeah. immediately you connected with them because they're like i feel seen and heard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> patrick knows me <laughs> i mean you a retail owner wears so many hats like there's just i mean infinite amount of things that they're doing within their store to make this business run to you know really as an entrepreneur you're expected to lift yourself up by your bootstraps and do it all on your own and there's just so much that has to be done and needs to be done that it's you know, it's impossible to do it all on your own or not impossible. You know, there's many that are very, very successful, but you need aid and you need help in order to do things. So. Yeah, I can't agree more. I agree that it can be exhausting at times. I agree that we need as much help and support as we can get. I love that you have a directory on your website that kind of yeah. points to the resources. So depending on what what the retailer might need, they at least now know that there are a couple of different companies that you recommend that they can visit and get support there. So Hard on Main Street is a nonprofit, correct? correct. Yes. 
Yep. So we're a 501c3 nonprofit. So yeah, really uh, everything that we generate to funds wise, we give back to retailers. Okay. Um, and, you know, a large portion of that is, you know, we were talked in, in Orlando about disaster relief help. Yeah. And that, that's one of the reasons I, I thought for sure I wanted to have you on the podcast was because we were on a panel and we were discussing that. And Anita, I don't know her last name, but she's a store owner in Fort Myers. And at the time when that hurricane came through, did she have two stores or three stores? She had three stores. Yeah, okay. Anita, Anita Saraceda is her name. Yeah, she Thank had three you. stores in Fort Myers. Uh, First, I want to say she's incredible. She's she yeah, was, amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. And I hope she listens to this episode. She was just really, I have goosebumps thinking about it. She was just so, you you think about what she experienced losing three businesses and her own home. And when she told her story, it just really, really hit me. And then hearing the conversation between the two of you and you sharing the story about how you supported her. So there's a program through Hard on Main Street that's called the Jumpstart Program. Is yes. that right? Yes. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the money that we raise, we have been working to in areas that have been impacted by natural disasters and helping retailers recover after the event and rebuild their stores and so they can remain a part of their community. And so financially, we've been helping out retailers, uh, help them get back on their feet. And then as we kind of started developing, we launched our um, Heart on Main Street in really 2023. So new when we're still kind of learning and, and figuring out ropes and, you know, growing points. Uh, we were talking with a lot of wholesale companies. Um, again, where my background is, where I have a, a lot of connections. And um, there was kind of a question that came up of, well, I would like to help, maybe not with a financial donation, but we we have product. And this is maybe a retailer of ours, or maybe it's someone that our product can fit in well with. Is that Would that be a way that we can help get this retailer back on their feet? So our Jumpstart program, uh, right now it's about uh, 12 different wholesale vendors, uh, constantly looking to grow that and looking for others that would be part of this so we can help out other retailers. But in areas that have been impacted by natural disasters, they donate uh, basically a kind of coupon code uh, so that the retailer, when they're able to reopen again, they can go to the wholesale site or they can work with their sales rep in the area and they can purchase product for some are $5,000, some are $500, but having this credit that they can buy product, restock their stores without that being an additional cost. Yeah. So that, I mean, there's so much that goes into rebuilding and, you know, you think clean slate and having to redo everything. You don't need to also be purchasing product on top of that. So let's help them get open and get started, uh, jumpstart them into, into being in a business again. That's incredible. I don't know if I ever ever would have thought of that. I, How many was, vendors uh, are part of that program or are willing to give that coupon code? Yeah, so right now it's about 12. And so again, constantly talking to to other companies about being a part of that and you know, it's a it, it it's good on both ends. You know, they're able to to provide product, might gain a customer out of it. It's you know, great for that retailer. And so yeah, we're you know, about 12. And so with Anita, yeah, we were able to provide her about $25,000 worth of product that she can fill up her wholesale too. So she can sell that for 50, 60, you know, that she can, that she has to restock her store again. And 
yeah, really help her get, get back on her feet. Wow. I did yeah. not realize it was that much. Yeah. Like it was amazing. I'm it was <laughs> yeah, I'm sure so many retailers right now just want to give you a big hug <laughs> because you just don't hear you don't hear about that happening. No, so like the yeah. work that you do, I just have so much respect for it. Thank you. I know I have vendors that listen to this podcast episode, sometimes for market research, like they want to understand sure. what independent retailers are going through or for whatever reason that they listen. If there's a vendor who wants to be part of this program and they want to offer a coupon code, how do they connect with you on that? Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Uh, first off, anybody that would, we're, you know, we can help out certain stores and, you know, it's only as good as the the vendors that are part of the program, right? You know, a lot of times right now it's gift, uh, gift and home products. If a children's store, a pet store is, we don't necessarily have those companies in our network right now to be able to do that. So any vendors out there that would like to help, please, you know, uh, but anyway, contacting, uh, you can email contact at heartonmainstreet.org. Um, that comes to me. It's a whole lot easier than my first name, last name and, and spelling that out. So contact <laughs> at heartonmainstreet.org. And yeah, we can, we can meet and talk about being a part of the Jumpstart program. Yeah. It just pulls at my heartstrings. So I love, I love that. I want to make sure people can reach out to yeah. you if they want, yeah. if they want to be Thank part you. of that. The other reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is while I was listening to Anita's story and you were both talking about how you were supporting her and the support that she needed, the subject came up about when a disaster does happen right. and how or what retailers can do to prepare for that in advance. Like I've had I've done podcast episodes on on leases and and we try to be proactive, right? Like on right. some of the legal things or some of the major issues that might arise when you own a store. And then you often hear some store owners say like I didn't know that I should have that clause in there. I didn't know that I should pay for this extra insurance policy. So I would love if you could share, I don't know, one to three tips yeah. on what independent retailers and I get it like what, you know, natural disasters are going to be different all across the U.S. or even for anyone listening in other countries. What are some of the things that they can look for or or ask their insurance agents to be better prepared for disasters, natural disasters? Yeah. So I one thing we were talking about lease. Absolutely. I mean, you looking at your lease, but getting some legal help to to look through your lease and say, you know, kind of what are the pitfalls here? What could happen? And having them take a take a look at that and and seeing where you might be, where you might have some liability and some some gap in your coverage there. But insurance is the biggest thing. Every single area that we've been helping out, it's you know, Fort Myers Beach, it's Rolling Fork, Mississippi, it's Lahaina, Hawaii. All of these areas, every single retailer that we have worked with has either had no insurance for the disaster. So they've had, and you know, we'll talk Florida flood insurance is crazy expensive. So from a retailer perspective, if you're going to cut out on something, you know, maybe we don't have flood insurance and we cross our fingers. Well, a hurricane, as much as we can talk, that's wind and rain. And in this case, the wind and wind blew off the roof and rain came in, but it was the 12 foot storm surge that insurance companies are going to say that was the one that that caused the damage that's what the thing that is that you know caused you to lose the store and 
you didn't have insurance for that. So that's floods. So you, if you didn't have that, then we're not covering for you. If it's you know, also over the last couple of years, insurance rates have risen significantly. Cost of construction has risen significantly. So your, let's say, $200,000 insurance policy does not go as far today as it did in 2019. So looking at that, seeing if you need to update that, if you are completely covered in the case a tornado came through and wiped your store off, off the map, are you completely covered? Are, is the insurance company going to give you money to help you be whole again? So those are, those are really big things that making sure that you're covered, you know, looking at your lease. In the event of a natural disaster, there is local aid, there is federal aid that comes in. Um, it doesn't last forever. You need to be on top of that. You need to file applications for it. You need to be on top of your your you know, your game and getting out there and, and getting uh, that help. It'll come in, but it might be X amount of dollars as soon as that's gone. So you need to be one of the first that's, that's applying for that and have your documents in order for that. And then you know, another thing, and afterward as well, I know you're you know, kind of beforehand, but in the event of a disaster, there are people that want to come and scam you, which is a horrible, awful thing. But they're going to come in and say, oh, insurance is going to pay out too slow. If you give me this, then we'll, you know, we'll kind of circumvent that or watch out for, for people that are trying to come scam you. It's kind of the... the Biggest thing that you know, it's a people try and take advantage of situations, and um, so be be cautious if someone's approaching you and coming and saying, "Oh, you know, I'll be able to do all of these things for you." you just kind of have your have the senses up and um, make sure to do your due diligence and in looking into whatever company they're saying that they're from and um, that they're you know there's there's a likely possibility that they're going to take your money and run. So. Yeah, uh, a couple just you know tips that I've learned from the from the few retailers that that we've been working with. Yeah, and I think that was really important because you've had it's a repeat conversation probably every time, like regardless exactly. of yeah. whatever the natural disaster was or the situation was. I imagine there's like recurring themes of what you could offer advice on or tips on. I didn't even consider the scam one, although I I, sh I should I have. I know, right? I didn't either until someone was talking about it. And I was like, oh, no, like, why? And that's like when the retailer is the most vulnerable mm -hmm. and they just want immediate help. So it makes sense that it would just be that they might, you know, go ahead and move forward with that person who's just right. trying to scam them and not even realize that that's what's happening, yeah. especially if yeah. you lose everything. So what are the most common disasters that you're helping retailers with? Is it flooding, fire? So, you know, we've really been able to help out in, in three areas. And so it's been a, a, the hurricane, flooding, tornado in, in Mississippi, and fires in, in Hawaii. So those three areas that we've, that we've been helping out retailers in those areas. So, yeah, because of that, yeah, one of each, really. But the... Flooding is really kind of a consistent thing. You see that in in Tennessee Valley as well. There's flooding and tornadoes there. So you know, it's fortunately we're kind of in a period where there are natural disasters. There's going to potentially be more of them depending on your area that you're living in. So yeah, I mean, you know, I would wind if you're not in a coastal area. Uh, wind and fire would probably be the big ones to to make sure that you're that you're covered for.
And how important is it for the retailer to have their financials in place? I imagine if you're filing for any kind of financial assistance or through some of the programs, or even if they're reaching out to Hard on Main Street to file or to apply for assistance, how important is is it that they have like an actual like profit and loss statement or inventory management system that documents everything that they own, I would think that that's pretty important too. Yeah. I mean, uh, your, your insurance companies are certainly going to want that. They're going to want to see know what the value of the building was, if you're the owner of it, uh, what the value of the the inventory that you had. They're going to want to to know all of that. Hard on Main Street, you know, a little separately, we're, you know, understand the, you know, the business and what's going on and that, you know, helping out and being able to provide money to help get through some periods that the jumpstart program, you know, really once you're opening up your doors again, can, can cash in with that. So a little less important on, on our side to know what was the value of your, your inventory, what were your profit and losses, but just want to help you make sure that you're, you know, can be a part of your community again, but yeah, the, the banks are, are going to want to know, know those things. And is it the is the same email address the best one to reach out? I, I never wish this on anyone, especially Absolutely. after hearing Anita's story. But is it the same email address or is there an application process or a link for an application on the website? Yeah, the contact at Heart of Main Street is uh, best best way to reach out. We eventually are going to have a grant application process in mind. Kind of maybe that's a little bit more long term of helping uh, businesses reinvest back in themselves, helping pay for some of the the services that they they might want. But yeah, right now we we hear about things, we try and reach out, and uh, we're a little bit more proactive in in reaching out to chamber of commerces and businesses in the area and see what help we can provide. But okay, help if you want to reach out to to us, that that helps too. So. Yeah. And is there anything else that you want to share just about Hard on Main Street in general with people that are listening? Anything that we haven't talked about? I mean, you know, certainly we're looking at big parts of our uh, organization. We are newer. Uh, so awareness is is a huge thing. And so thank you so much for for having having me on today. We do what we call a Main Street Monday series where I go out and I visit different communities and I feature the the community and the retailers that in that community. Uh, really part of this encouraging people to shop local and understand and appreciate their downtown communities of what they have to offer, the different stores there, uh, the uniqueness of their area, maybe in comparison to others. And so if you'd love your town to be featured in a Main Street Monday, if you'd like, you know, wherever you're living to be a part of that series, you know, certainly reach out to us either through our Instagram at Heart on Main Street, our Facebook, the email address that provided. Uh, you know, I'd love to see where you live. I'd love to see see your downtown community too. Yeah, that's great. There's so many charming little communities, oh right? God, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I love when I travel to speak and I find the most charming yes. little towns with all the little shops and I can have lunch there. I can yeah. grab something sweet at a chocolate shop. I can walk around. And- it, it's so fun. Yeah. And yeah. I, I grew up in, in the Cleveland area. There's so many great downtown areas in right around you. And so I got to get out and do Main Street Monday around, around Cleveland and Lakewood and, and all these great communities. Oh, um, definitely go to Lakewood. Definitely yes. go to Lakewood. Yeah. 
Uh, and all my Lakewood like, people listening right now are like, yes, <laughs> like, come to Lakewood. <laughs> yeah. And it's so fun to see the differences of downtowns too. I'm I'm in the Midwest. I travel, you know, kind of a 300 mile circle around me for the most part and seeing, you know, what the Midwest is, is like in the downtown areas there, but then going to uh, Texas or Atlanta for trade shows and seeing the differences there in architecture and style of buildings and what they have from retail from town to town is is really interesting so yeah well thank you so much for being here i really appreciate it i appreciate you coming on it's 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 a resource that's so valuable especially when you tell me that someone who's struggling and just went through a natural disaster like that that they could get twenty five thousand dollars in product is incredible. So all of the work that you're doing is commendable. Again, I just have so much respect for it. So just give me the website one more time so yeah. people can visit it because I know we just kind of keep talking. <laughs> give me the website one more time. Yeah, it's heartonmainstreet.org. Okay. So, yep, and you can yeah connect with us there or through Instagram at heartonmainstreet, uh, Facebook, TikTok as well, which you know, we're exploring with. So uh, yeah, Kathy, thank you so much for having me on. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.